Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. closet. An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space, space. space to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped right, right. boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dikewood Mills. Hallelujah. Let's all stand and we pray as we... Come before the word. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. What a blessing we have today to receive your word. Guide us, lead us into all truth. We thank you. We praise you. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, this morning... I want to share with you a very important topic, amen, Um, on the will of God, the knowledge of his will. So let's turn to Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 9. Colossians chapter 1. Verse number 9. Please, everyone should sit down. All the movement at the back should cease. Alright, there's no other activity. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 9. Alright, it says, Now for this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Amen. Amen. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Amen. Amen. So, this scripture is telling us that you need It's a prayer that Paul prayed that we should be filled with the knowledge of his will. So, you know, many people come into this world and they are advised by their parents that they need to learn hard in school. Study this, know this, know your timetable, your times table. 6162636465666 isn't it and we are encouraged we are told do this you must learn this you must know this you must know that 
how to wash, how to this, how to bath, how to clean. But people don't teach you and emphasize the importance of knowing the will of God. Knowing the will of God is more important than what you learn in school. Yes, it must be. God is greater than his school. And if you analyze carefully, when you go to school, it doesn't change who you are. That is why you can see a doctor eating in the midst of flies. And a nurse without washing her hands coming from the toilet. And all other kinds of practices by people who have been trained and have learned bacteriology, virology, parasitology, microbiology, and all other ologies. It didn't change them because three years of going to school cannot change who you are in a certain, way, in a certain sense. So knowing what God has made is greater than what man has made. When man makes you a pharmacist, it's far less than what God has made. When God has made you a choleric, or God has made you a phlegmatic, or God has made you a sanguine, or God has made you an art student. Like you can't do math at all. That's how God has made you. You can't change that. By going to school. Yes. Are you with me? And because I know people who could do like history, um, what are the other subjects we do in school? BK, Bible knowledge, religions, but maths, they'll get nine. Or, or what do you call it? F. Yes. F9. Yes. Like they can do all this and get good grades. But maths. I in person know somebody who had nine. I mean, he, he did well in everything. Maths alone, nine. Only maths. Because you see, it's what God has made. Are you there? So what is important, another thing that is important is what is God's will? What, what, does, what, what did God want? Why is that important? Because, I mean, if you ask yourself the question, I'm in full-time ministry. There are many of my friends, mates, church members, pastors, who are not in full-time ministry. I am over 50 years old. Many of my friend, pastors, friends, others are also over 50. Many of them are not in full-time ministry or, or, and so on. We have all eaten rice, meat, We've all drank orange juice, isn't it? We all drank Coca-Cola over the years. We are all driving a car. We are all moving along. So, married, traveled, have children, and so on. So, what, what is it about? Is it just about eating, drinking? Why did God bring us into this world? Because whether you do this or that, you all eat, you all drink, you all drive a car, you all eat rice at least, some meat, some chicken, some coke. 
Or is it not true? Do you think that is the reason why God brought you to this world? There must be something more. That is why people who think a lot often become depressed like Solomon. Well, they say he was depressed when he wrote Ecclesiastes. God said it's all vanity. I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. It's like it's all useless. So they say when he was a young man full of love, he wrote songs of Solomon. And when he was mature and doing things, he wrote Proverbs. And when he was older and he was depressed, then he wrote Ecclesiastes. You get it? Yeah. Because it's like he's seen everything, and what does it amount to? Nothing. Vanity means nothing. It's air. So it is important for us to discover the reason why God has allowed us to be alive. So when I became 50 years old, I was particularly grateful to God because I felt that God had allowed me to see 50 years. Yes. And he had, had, he had preserved me and still had a reason for me to still be alive. Yes. You know, when I was in my 20s and somebody says 50, I say, oh, this man is ready to die. When you hear the word 50, it's like, it looks too far. So even if you hear the person says, oh, he was 50. So, oh, okay. It's okay. But as you grow older, you see that 70 is even not far. <laughs> so as I'm here, there must be something more than eating rice for me to do. Because, and I've noticed whether you do this work or that work, you all eat meat. Pork. Chicken. Beef. Give up. It will happen. What are even prisoners are eating? People in prison are eating every day. So it cannot be that the reason for you being alive is just to exist. And be like an animal. A lion and so on. There must be a purpose. And so that's why Paul said, for this cause, since the day we heard that you were saved, we've not stopped praying for you. And if you change it to the American, please, American Bible, it says, and to ask. He says, we, we are asking that you be filled with the knowledge of his will. All right? Now, if you don't know the knowledge of his will, you become useless and depressed because it's it's useless now one day a friend of mine he was working for a billionaire and this billionaire had a yacht you know what a yacht is a boat you see one soon these are the boats which the rich people sit in can you still see me in this all this smoke Please. Okay. Do you want the smoke or not? I can't see. I can't see you. You can't see me. You like you like the smoke. Sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. Okay. 
So please, those are smokers. Please stop. Now, this man, one day he went to uh, visit this yacht where they were where they were parked. And there was a man sitting outside one of the yachts parked there. Yacht is a little boat ship for rich people. And this man had been there, he's there every day. And he was quietly sitting by the boat. I don't know what he was doing, but he was just there. Everybody knew that this man was odd because he was just sitting by his boat every day. You know, the usual, the rich people would go and come, but this man was permanently just sitting there. He was the owner. So they were wondering, why is this man sitting by his boat every day? And they found out that the man has been diagnosed with cancer. And he doesn't know what to do. So he's just sitting there waiting to die. You understand what I'm saying? So he was just depressed and sitting by his yacht. You get it? You see, when you are told you are going to die, what do you do? I eat, I drink. Why am I alive? But if you are, if you are not conscious of death, you have some kind of vision in front of you. Maybe your exams. Or maybe you are building something. Or maybe you have to do this in your job. So there are little things in front of you that give you energy to keep on moving. But ultimately, if you analyze it, realize that you are actually going nowhere. It's like dogs in the dog race. They put a little rabbit in front of the dogs and then the, the rabbit moves in a metal rail just in front of the dogs. The speed of the maximum speed of the dog, the rabbit is made to go just a little more. So the dogs chase the rabbit and give them energy to run. So they run throughout and they never catch it. So that's what happens when we come to this life. We are giving little rabbits to chase. Here is a school rabbit. Chase this one, please. Here is a business rabbit. Chase this one for some time. Here is a beloved doses rabbit. Chase this one till... Till you, till you get married. When you are married, chase the, the children one. And you have a little rabbit for each occasion. Something to make you run with all your strength. Yes. So when I finished med- medical school was a seven year rabbit. I followed it for seven years. When I came out of that rabbit, I was given another one year rabbit of housemanship. After following that rabbit, I said, you know, I lifted up my eyes and I said, oh God, why did you bring me to this world? I want to do your will with the rest of my life. Not to follow the rabbit which everybody else is following. So, Paul, when he heard of the salvation of the people, he says, from the day that I heard that you were saved, I must stop praying for the knowledge that you be filled with the knowledge of what God wants for you. Now, you are a failure when you are not in his will. You know why? Because 
in Psalm 100. Look at Psalm 100. Look at verse 3. Verse 3. Yes. It says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. And it is He that has made us, and not we ourselves. It is He who made us. So, the one who made the car knows what each thing is for. I can never forget one night we were coming from a crusade. And our car was, I think it was, it was, I don't know whether the air conditioner was working. We were about six people in the car. And um, there was a window at the back. Yeah, yeah. There was a window at the back and the window was open. And it was just a sandy road. We were in the forest, in the forest. It was in the night. So the dust, I think, was coming into the car. Something like that. Or it was closed and wanted to open it. I think it was open and we wanted to close it. Look, they held the window, struggled with a pulley. Then I started to hear some knocking for about one hour. And I realized that something bad was about to happen because those who didn't make the car were about to destroy the car. You get what I'm saying? And because we were emotional, we needed to, we needed to keep moving. We needed to keep moving. We couldn't stop where we were. We couldn't stop. So I told them, you know something? It is he who has made us. That means somebody made it. And there was a manual somewhere. And truly it was. When we got to Accra, we checked the manual. You just touch some plate. Sure. Then the thing closes. So it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. So he's made me for something. All the things I do and I can do, I never knew that I could do. They were all in me. Now, when I was in Mozambique, in Maputo, I saw something which I want to share with you. Do you want me to share it with you? One of the locations where we're staying, somebody had a fish farm. In that fish farm, were many fish which all came to the top of the water. So you'd be standing there and you can see them. So I asked the people that were with me, you, can you catch one? And then I could not catch. I, could, uh, I asked, can, you can catch. I cannot catch. Can you catch? They said, we can catch. So somebody caught one and put it on the bridge where we were standing. Come and see. It was in intensive care. It was. It was. It was going to die. When it was out of the place it was created to be. When when we put this, that fish, we saw you are dead. When we put it back in. Magic. You see, when you are in the will of God, you are like a magician. You are going like this. Swimming, moving. I mean, to act Superman. As soon as he got into the will of God, according to where he was created to be. I saw it in Mozambique. 
That's right. The will of God. You are like a magician. But when you are taken out and made to do something you were not created to do, that's when confusion comes to the world. So, it is so important because it is not obvious what you are made to be and what you are supposed to be. It's not always obvious. Yeah. So, I want us to be filled with the knowledge of his will. Thank God for the knowledge of how to bath, how to eat, how to go to school and all that. But the will of God is very important for your life. Can I have an amen from somebody? Now, are you still around or you are leaving? Number one, I want you to be filled with the knowledge of the will of God concerning your life's calling. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 1, 2 Timothy 1 verse 1, all the first things Paul said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Paul, an apostle by the will of God. 2 Timothy 1 1, Paul, an apostle by the will of God. So, your calling is by the will of God. So I am not an apostle or a prophet by my own design or desire, but by the will of God. And everyone in this church must decide that you are going to operate by the will of God. Now, if God wants you to be a pastor and you want to be a doctor, not going to to go well for you. Very important. Once you are in the will of God, you know, when I see people behind computers, I just marvel. Because me, I don't have a computer. And I've never had one. The maximum computer is this iPad. That's the maximum. I've never owned a laptop or uh, the big one. How even they put it on, I don't know. When I see people sitting and they can stay there the whole day, I just start to pray for their eyes. Yes. Because that is, it's not, it's what you are called to do is what you must do. Yeah. You must find your calling and you must operate in your calling. You must accept the call of God. There are people who are called to be pastors, but they don't accept it. Yeah. You know, all through my years, I see people, when I look at them, you see, you have been such a good pastor. That's why when a pastor makes a mistake, I don't sack him. Some people wonder why. So, are you supporting this? I said, me? I should sack my pastor. The righteous people who know everything and are good, they don't like pastoral work. Me, I should sack my pastor. I will never sack him. <laughs> He's with me. If you don't like him, you can go away. Yes. Yes. People who are perfect. You see them. You should have been a man of God. 
But it's like you are too good to be a man of God. You are too excellent and too nice, too posh, too intelligent, too many degrees. I thank God I'm a doctor. When I see people who say they've gone to school, I say, I also went to school. If God called you, young people, take it from me and from the word of God. If God called you to be an apostle, to be a prophet, start and follow God's calling. You can never fight a thousand years going against his calling. You still always have it in you. Something will always not be right. It's like having your bath with your clothes on. You realize that something is odd. How many have tried to bath with your clothes on? That's what it means to be out of the will of God. Yes. Huh? Bathing with your clothes on. Is it something that is done? Maybe I don't know everything. Are there places where you bath with your clothes on? There seems to be a secret in this area. Maybe there are places you bath with your clothes on. I don't know. But God is going to bless you with a bathroom that you don't need to wear your clothes to bath. Hey. People invite me. This morning I told my, my secretary, three international invitations. I said, please write, tell them I can't come. I can't come. I can't come. They want me to come. You see, when I'm in the will of God, you get it. You see, if I was a, a, a doctor at Manprobi, working at Manprobi now, I don't think anybody would be inviting me to hear, to hear, to hear, to hear, to hear. Always remember my Mozambican fish. As soon as you go into the water, which is the will of governor, like magic. You're like a magician. Yeah. It's like you start to go higher and excel. Yes. So, if, if, if there is a call of God on your life, you must humble yourself and go for it. Yes. You see, Joshua is on honeymoon. <laughs> He's been sending us pictures. Hmm. The prophecies are coming to pass. Hmm. Practically. Yeah. But I don't think that if he was in Rendon following, he used to work at HSBC Bank. Yeah. I don't think if he was there working, he would have had such a royal wedding. I don't think so. Yes. True. It's just the beginning. So, you see, when there is a call, follow it. Don't be ashamed that somebody else is not in the call. We are all individuals. Everybody for himself. Look, people rarely die in groups. Rarely. They rarely die in groups. 
sons and wives. Rarely do they die together. If you think you are called with your husband or the wife, read your Bible very well. Yes. If my wife had married somebody else, she would be, if she had married a Methodist or a bank manager or so she would have been flowing nicely with, with the person. It depends on who you marry. Hmm? <laughs> you know, do you remember some years ago there was a bomb on a plane? Panam. Is it Panam? The one that they did from Libya, I heard it was from Libya. Is it Panam? Everybody died. Lockerbie. Was it Panam? Yeah. I was once listening or watching television and they were reading the list of the people who had died. Now, of the list of people who had died, they started to mention the couples. So they said, this number of people lost two parents. I think they were 25. Uh, there were husband and wife on board. And then this number lost one parent. A father. This one number lost a mother. And I was looking back. The couples were. And I realized that it's quite uncommon. For a man to die with his wife. On the same day. So it's going to be alone baby. Standing before the Lord. To answer questions. For yourself. Yes. That's why neither Paul nor Jesus ventured to marry. Yes. Because one of the most dangerous things is to be yoked to somebody who is dominated by demons. Yes, because the demon in the person will affect you and the person is legally with you and cannot leave and has to be there. So the demon says, I must be here. When you are going to bed, say, I must be there too. In the house, I must be there. So Jesus didn't even want to try at all. And Paul too, no. So I cannot do that. So remember the call of God. Be filled with the knowledge of God. About the call of God. Study. If you sense in you, especially when you are a child, when you are pure. You know. How many know that sometimes God speaks to you early in the morning? You find it. There's a scripture which says, rising early and speaking. God often speaks early. Before your, your mind becomes cluttered with things, you start to see certain things that come to your spirit. And then you see that God speaks to you. When you are young, before your mind is cluttered with so many ambitions, you often find people called at that time. Yes. Me, I was, when I was working in secondary school, my mind was on the ministry. I remember working to do A-level, O-level, A-level. My mind was on a ministry. I wasn't called as a grown-up. I was called as a teenager, working to do my O-level, my A-level. So a young person, all, all of, most of us here are young. You must ask yourself, what has God been pressing on me? And remember thoughts that keep coming to you. Often it's the Holy Spirit impressing on you. 
Because the Bible t- t- teaches us that the Holy Spirit cries in us, Abba Father. So when the Holy Spirit cried, he said, the Spirit crieth in our hearts, Abba Father. Yes. No, no, there's, there's, there's one that says this, the Spirit speaks or cries in us. Yeah, that says Abba Father. But anyway, so you see that, that when the Spirit is speaking and calling out Abba Father, you find that you don't hear the Spirit, but you become conscious. Yes. Look at Galatians 4, 6. He has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying. The spirit is the one crying. Abba, Father. But nobody here has ever heard like a voice saying, Abba, Father. But you become conscious that you are a child of God. Yes. So when the Holy Spirit is speaking in you about something, you become conscious of it or become aware of it. Yeah. So when you, be, you notice yourself becoming concerned about something or impressed about something or something that keeps recurring. You see, that's why you sit here you feel you are a child of God coolly. Because the Spirit is crying in you about Father. In other words, he makes you conscious of things. So you, you start to be conscious of God, conscious of his call, conscious of his work. It doesn't go away. Not even when you travel. (laughs) If God has called you, it won't go away. That's why some people say, oh, God has called me. I want to school. I said, no, don't stop school. Finish school. If God has called you, after school, it will be there. If God has called you, and I say, go and find a job. When you go and find a job, the call will still be there. That's how the call of God is. It, it doesn't go away. It's always the spirit crying, Abba, Father. Because you don't think I'm a child of God today. The next week, I, I don't feel I'm a child of God. Then two years later, I'm not a child. Then I'm a child. No, it's always there. He sent the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. So be conscious of the will of God. Don't follow money. Follow God's will. God's will contains a lot of money. Much more money than any other profession. God's will. So if God's will for you is to sweep the church, it contains a lot of money. Listen, many years ago, just as I was about to enter the ministry, I had a dream. Are you listening to me? In the dream or vision, whatever it was. Some of you don't respect dreams. When they say, I had a a vision, then you say, wow. Joseph and Jesus came into this world through dreams. eh? Joseph had dreams, not visions. So dreams are very powerful. So in this dream, I was walking along a path and I saw a heap of gold. I thought it was sand from a track. But when I got to the sand, I thought it was sand. It was gold, gold coins. And I said, wow, this is the treasure of my life. I have found treasure. Let me find a tipper track to take it all away. Then I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, no, just take a handful. Charlie, I opened my palms very wide. And Take as much as you can fit it your hand, put it in your pocket and keep walking. And I said, Lord, and I should leave it. He said, yes, you leave it. Where I am taking you, there are more of these heaps on the road that I have called you to. There are more on the way. That is why I don't work for money. 
Yes, I work for God. And God will take care of me. Bishop Oko used to sing a song. God will take care of you. Through every through every day, all of the way, he will take care of you. God will take care of you. Amen. Tell somebody, I'm going to be filled with the knowledge of God about my calling. Amen. Number two. You must be filled with the knowledge of God concerning all your travels and journeys. Yeah, any journey you are about to take, the will of God is very important in that. You can't just travel. Don't just travel after today. In Romans chapter 1, verse 9, it says, For God, whom I serve in my spirit, in the gospel of his son, without ceasing, that I make mention of you always in my prayers. Verse 10. Making request. Put it in American. If by any means. At last by the will of God. I might succeed in coming to you. You see. By the will of God. If I can succeed. In coming to you. Or the King James says. If by the will of God. I will have a prosperous journey. A journey that is prosperous. Is a journey that is undertaken by the will of God. Not just because people are going. I'm going. It's a journey where you go sitting in the chair. And coming back in the chair. One day a man of God was telling me something. He said. This man in the country was persecuting him. He said, I boarded the plane and I was sitting upstairs. I was sitting in the plane and his body was under. They, they were loading his body into there. He told me the man used to persecute me in this country. But as I was sitting there, they were loading his casket under. And we flew. Kaba Shakataya. You will never be brought back in a casket in Jesus' name. Do, do you know what they write on a casket? Cargo of no value. Yes, cargo of no value. How can you be a cargo of no value? You will always be of value in Jesus' name. So, a journey must be undertaken not because people are moving. But because it is the will of God. He says that if I may have a prosperous journey. How? By the will of God. By the will of God. You can't just travel because everybody is traveling. You can't just go places because people are going places. Because God is the one who takes you. He said I will send my angel before you. He will take you on your journey. Where you are going. And you must pray. For the will of God. For every trip. And every journey of your life. Yes. You see the will of God. Is that Lord is it your will? Shall I go? You know aeroplanes are almost like. Uh, you don't know which one will. Be the one that will. Not. 
land. Because if you take British Airways coming to Ghana or KLM coming, for the last 70 years, it has been coming every day. Yes. And all the journeys, all the flights and all the routes, daily. Then, God forbid, a day comes. And this one, I was once on a flight, flight AF444. I was flying from Paris to Rio de Janeiro. As I was going to board, I said, AF444, I remember that. And I saw that it was the flight Air France that fell into the water. Yes, AF444. So I called my secretary, why have you put me on, the, on this flight? <laughs> because I recognize this number. Kadashaka. Your journeys will be successful. I receive it. And you need to pray about it. You need to start to be an expert about the will of God. Yes. That's how people go on journeys and they realize when they come back that I've wasted my time and my. Yeah. I remember one time I was in Guinea and I was invited to America for something. I wasn't invited. I had to go for something to do with my books. I didn't want to go at all. You know, but at the last moment I decided to go. And I regretted going. I said, I've wasted time and money for nothing. I thought so before I was going, but you know, the way it was, I thought maybe let me just see. Oh. That's why this morning I said, write and say, I can't come. I can't come. I know I can't come. That's all. So, listen. Your journey is from today. I want you to pray about it. Don't, if you are a businessman, you'll be richer and richer as you pray about everything. I you receive see, it. One of the things that has, what some people that work with me, one of the they are surprised. They say, ah, we didn't know that you are, you, you are concerned about all these areas. And I have wondered that why would I not be concerned? Because if something happens to you, there's a problem, it would affect me. So why do you think God is not concerned about small, small things? God is concerned about everything. One journey you take to one place before you realize you are no more a Christian. One pastor, we sent him abroad. When he came back, he was an orangu. Yes. I met one guy. He had turned into a homosexual. Just one trip to America. He was a worship leader in our church. One of our churches. Just one journey. I was sitting down with him. I said, what are all this? It would have been better for you to stay in Ghana. Hmm? He was showing me complimentary cards. So many men are following him. These are their cards. America, just one, just only one journey. It's not every journey that is necessary. So the will of God is very important. And this year, your journey to Kumasi, 
your journey to Tamale, you must pray about it before you step there. And God will guide you. Number three. You must be filled with the knowledge of God when you are praying. Prayer. Romans 8.26. When you start to pray, you must know the will of God. He says, likewise, Romans 8, 26 and 27. The Spirit helps our infirmities, for we know not what to pray for us we are, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Verse 27, beautiful. He that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession or he prays for the saints according to the will of God. Look, there are some requests you shouldn't ask. There are some no's you shouldn't hear. You get it? Because when a person says no to you, your relationship changes with that person. Yes. If you ask me for hundreds, then I say no. No. <laughs> it, 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 it brings a feeling. Yes. That's why I don't ask for things. Even when I need them, I don't ask. Because I've asked for things and been told no before. And I didn't like the feeling. How many have ever asked for something and you got it? No. Yeah. You are a sister and a brother is moving with you. And you ask him, will you marry me? You shouldn't have asked. By asking, you've changed every day equation. Now he has to tell you, oh, I haven't thought about that. Meanwhile, he was thinking about it all. It was just three weeks and four days more he would have asked you. But you couldn't wait for three weeks. So, when you pray, the answer to prayer is always one. Yes. It's not yes, no, or wait. But you have to learn what to ask for. If you know me, if you work with me or you know me, you, you will know when to ask me for things. And when, even now, the children, they knew. Sometimes, maybe you're on the phone and they, they want to get a yes. And they know that if they ask you whilst you are on the phone, you say, yes, 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 go, go ahead. So they ask you when you are on the phone. Hey, can I have something? Yes, yes, go, go, go have it, have it. And then you continue your phone call. So you must know when to ask. You, you can't just be asking at the wrong time. So God, you, you have to know, you have to time God. And you have to know what God will answer. That's why the other day I was telling you, don't pray for money, pray for wisdom. That one, he can't say that he'll give you wisdom later. Oh, that one there, no way. Or ask for the Holy Spirit. Ah, you cannot say, oh, why, why do you want thousand dollars? Pray for the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit, you will get thousand dollars. More than, more than. How many years have not had thousand? I sense thousand dollars to people. Receive thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into your life in the name of Jesus. Receive it.
Look at the verse. He makes intercession according to the will of God. Amen. Now, number four. And we are getting towards the end of this. You must be filled with the knowledge of his will concerning all your trials and difficulties. Yeah. First Peter 4 verse 19. And I want you to use the American Bible, please. First Peter 4 verse 19. Look at it. First Peter 4 verse 19. Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. So this scripture tells us that there are people who suffer according to the will of God. And there are those who suffer not according to the will of God. It's not the will of God. What you are going through is not the will of God. But So you need to seek because depending on whether it's the will of God or not, then you know how to pray. You can't bind something God is not binding. Huh? Yes. So, there are things that are the will of God for you to suffer. Yes. You know, people who have been through suffering are nicer than people who have not suffered. Yes. You know, we who are here in difficulty in Ghana, you find the people more pleasant than... If you, if you, if you travel on different airlines, where you travel on an airline where the country is a country where there is suffering, you will enjoy your flight more than a country which is rich. I'll I'll say it again. You know all the airlines, they come from a country. What are the airlines? British Airways, Lufthansa, KLM, Delta, Emirates, Turkish, Kenyan, Ethiopian, South African. Yes. The West, the West, shh, the West, I, I'll not say it in the microphone, but a certain country whose name begins with a. <laughs> a, B, C, D, E, F, G, 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 G. That the West, the West, you, the, the air hostess will rebuke you as if it's a headmistress. Sit down, will you sit down there so that we can take off? Hey! On the flight, they'll make you small just now. Yes. Yeah. God, you see, pride comes from riches and success. Yeah. So when you suffer, sometimes God allows some suffering to come. But the Bible says we are called not only to believe on Him, but also to suffer. Suffering makes people nicer. 
and cooler. Yes. You'd rather marry somebody who suffered. Philippians 1.29 It is given to you not only to believe but also to suffer. One time I was in England and the waitress came and she spoke so nicely. I said, ah. I said, where, where are you from, madam? He said, from Slovakia. I said, ah. So some of you, I tell you, that's why your heart is even broken. Yeah, it's to cool you down, for you to know that you thought you were nice, but somebody can play dangbeshi with you. <laughs> and throw you away somewhere. You know dangbeshi. Scissor yeah. kick, that's the English. Scissor kick. And you are off. It cools you down. You know, you see that, I mean, you are not, I mean, so special. So sometimes God allows you to go through things. It's part of our calling. It makes you a nicer person. A woman who is married and a woman who is not married, they are different. And a woman who has had a child. You see, after going to the labor world to shout and display yourself all about it, you become very calm and cool around. You'll be walking like a peacock all over the place. Look at you. What I'm saying is not true, you see. My things are, what I'm saying is not, uh, true, not I didn't say true. it in the church. Yeah. So, the suffering, but there are some sufferings, our foolishness has brought it. Our own foolishness has brought it about. So, we must pray, and some of the suffering, we must even thank God. And say, Lord, I thank you. And you must let God work in you. Humility. Yes, and brokenness. Wow. Are you still around? So what, what do you want the will of God for? Number one, the call of God. And number two, number two, your travels and journeys. Number three, your prayer. Number four, your sufferings. And number five, your relationships. Yeah, Charlie. Your relationships. All relationships you have this year, you must seek the will of God and ask yourself, Lord, this person must she be my friend still. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse five. This they did, not as we hoped. But first gave their own selves to the Lord. And then they gave themselves to us by the will of God. It was only because of the will of God they gave themselves to us. And flowed with us in a certain way. By the will of God. 
not just just arbitrarily, but by the will of God, they gave themselves or they related to us deeply. Everybody here this year, I want you to examine all your friendships. Well, there are different types of people in the church. Everybody examine your friendships and see which friendships you, you need to maintain. You know, I remember there was a time when I was in secondary school, the Lord told me, this man or this boy is not good for you. Yeah. And he told me to cut off because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, bad company spoils you more than your church. So the Lord asked me, cut off your friendship with this person. But he, he was such a good friend to me. And I didn't want to. And I didn't. I didn't. And he left the school. When he left the school, I remember the Holy Spirit saying to me, shame on you. You were not able to disconnect from somebody you were supposed to disconnect from. Yeah. Not all relationships are the will of God. Some of the relationships are pulling you down. Any girl that makes you fall, brother, Eh? If there's a girl that makes you fall. And you should tell your friends who are girls, brothers. Tell them, if you make me fall, that's the end. I I don't like you again. If you make me fall, you are finished. I I will not relate with you again. That's the end. Tell them. If I sleep with you, that is it. When I wake up and I tie my my trousers and I'm going, you will never see my face again. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Every relationship must be by the will of God. And some of the relationships are not the will of God for you. And you know it is not the will of God for you. You can feel that it's not the will of God. Some of you sisters, you see the man. When you see the man, you melt like butter. You are like butter. Butter that is on a hot plate. You are so soft. When you see the but you are you become so soft. Normally you are not soft. It is only this person who makes you soft. Your real nature is not soft. This man is able to make you soft. What type of person is it that is able to soften you like this? You are you have lost control. control again from today. Look at 2 Corinthians 8 verse 5. They did this. They gave themselves to the Lord and then they gave themselves to us by the will of God only. Beloveds, all beloveds, I'm putting you on notice. If you are quarreling in the relationship it's not a, the will of God. It is already out of the will of God. The quarrels are the evidence that you are not made for each other. The Bible says, I'll make a help meet or suitable for you. Tell us, tell us. Is it clear or is it not clear? Warn your neighbor that, look, this is your final warning about this relationship. This is your final warning. 
when something is not fitting, that's when there's a lot of friction and a lot of pain. So the friction has already begun. That's the end. I'm, I end that relationship now in the name of Jesus. I receive it. May your eyes open to see the real person that God has given to you. Look, in the first love church, eh, we don't want you to marry them three months later. You are coming for counseling. Like we are now doing crisis counseling to sort out issues. Is that what you want? Look, when you are in the first love church and you marry, your honeymoon will last for one year. The honeymoon is one year. We are no more dealing with two weeks, two weeks, one week honeymoon. We are talking about one year honeymoon. I receive it. What are you talking about? Fifty-two weeks. Is it fifty? How many weeks? Fifty-two weeks. Two weeks. And after honeymoon, we go into another phase. I'll tell you what that one is. That one is a, a space. You will still be in space. How many agree that first love marriages must be one year honeymoon? Do you agree? Receive it in the name of I Jesus. Receive it. Wow. Number six, be filled with the knowledge of God concerning your sexual life. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse three. It says, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. Verse four. Verse 4, that every one of you should know how to possess his own vessel. You, you have to know how to do it. To possess your own vessel in sanctification and honor. It's something that is personal, how to know how to be pure. Purity and holiness is a personal, it comes down to your personal strategies. Holiness and sanctification is based on personal strategies that you have mastered. No one can, the, it comes to a place no one can really guide you, but you have to have wisdom how to live and how to survive. Because the feelings, they are there. You, you, you think they are, they are going, when the feelings are going to miss you, are, you are getting ready to go. So, this is the will of God. So, you, you have to be filled with this will. Sex is very much, concern, concerns God very much. It's something he created. Yeah. People think that, oh, it's just, I mean, it's just uh, something we do to have a child. Are you a cow? It's only cows that do this for 
having a, a, a children. You are more than an antelope, I tell you. Kayla, my shot. Yes. Sex is something God made. And he has a lot to say about it. It's, it's evil people who criticize churches and pastors when we talk about it. Because they are so impure. To the pure, all things are pure. Yes. You can put two gorillas in a cage, a male and a female, and you gather around 25 people. They will have sex for you to see. They, they, they have, they, there's no sin in a monkey. There's no sin. The gorilla hasn't sinned. So he's pure. His mind is clear. All these are normal. It's like eating. It's one of the things to be done. Things to do. The list. That's a living thing. Yes. Are you still around or you are living? What I'm saying is it's not a... Yes. Yeah. Sex is something God has a lot to say about. And the first is to learn how to abstain from fornication. And then how to do it after. If you like, play with it. You will see. Yeah. You see people wearing glasses. They look very holy as if they can. Ah. You know glasses make you look holy. Yeah. <laughs> look at look at one. <laughs> Holiness couple. (laughs) How many wonder, oh God, what is your will? God is your will. What is your will? So God is giving us his will. And this year, as we pray, we are praying more and more and more for the will of God. And God is going to show us his will. Not the knowledge of maths, but the knowledge of his will. And we are going to be greatly blessed in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet. You want more? <laughs> All right, you, you stand to your feet for now, I beg you. <laughs> now, I've given you so many keys and things that are important about the will of God. Lift your hand and ask God, Concerning his will, we are going to pray for his will. Father, thank you for your beautiful word that guides us today and leads us. Thank you for your blessing. We are grateful, Lord. We are grateful for this great blessing upon our lives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your blessing, your guidance, your word. Your spirit, you are so beautiful, Lord Jesus. We thank you. The will of God concerning your journeys, your travels. The will of God concerning your calling. The will of God concerning your relationships. The will of God concerning all these different things in your life. The will of God concerning your sexual life. That's the will of God. 
the will of God concerning your temptations. What does God want you to do? What does God want you to do? Malama shandola makabariandele meke balanda bababa. Hayam baralama kabanda lalaba kabanda lalaba. Meiram balabada berenda lamamande shele bamanda lalaba. Oh ramama baranda libabora lamamande lelebebendele. Hey la ramamba rabashata lamakabalande. Hey lo ramamba rodaliba deleleme. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Let your will be done, O God. Let your will be done, O God. Mandola Mara Manda Shinalaba Barandari Baba. Pray, everybody, pray. Lord, your will concerning my life. He said that you be filled with the knowledge of the will of God. Father, we pray that we be filled with the knowledge of the will of God. Bless us, Lord. Be filled with the knowledge of your will. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Fill us with the knowledge of your will. Fill us with the knowledge of your will. Yes, for you have made us. We did not make ourselves. We did not make ourselves. You have made us. You have made us. You have made us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. And we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Place your hand on your heart like this. Father, I pray for every one of us, Lord. Your will is so crucial. When we are in your will, we are like magicians, Lord. Everything works, Lord. Because that's what we were made for. I pray and stretch my hand for everyone here. That everyone will find his place. That Lord, as we enter into this season of intensive prayer. Lord, you are going to lead us. And bless us, Lord. And bless us, Lord. To find your will. To walk in your will. And to be blessed in your will. Lord, if you've called us to be in the army, may we be in the army. If you've called us to be pilots, may we be pilots. If you've called us to be lawyers, may we be lawyers. If you've called us to be bank managers, may we be the best bank managers. If you've called us to be pastors, may we be pastors. Whatever you've called us to do, Lord, we are praying that as we enter this year, your will will become clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. And we'll walk in the beauty of your holy will. We give you praise, oh God. We give you thanks, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. You have done great things for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every head bowed for a moment. If you are here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your Savior. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want Jesus to come into my life and save me and change me. If you are here, maybe somebody invited you, but you, are, you don't know Jesus as your Savior, personal Savior. When even we say the word born again, you, you, you are not sure what it means. But today, Jesus wants to save you, save your life. If you are here, you want to give your life to God, to Jesus Christ. Pastor, pray with me. Pray for me. I want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, lift your right hand, just your right hand up high like this. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God, lift it up high. I see your hand. I see your hand. I want to, I'm giving you an opportunity. That is what I'm doing. I'm giving up an opportunity to know God personally. 
today, I, I want to lead you to God. I want to help you to know Jesus because Jesus will change your life forever. If you've lifted your hand, you want to give your life to God, to Jesus today, come to me here. Come to the front here. I'm going to pray with you. Come from where you are standing. You keep coming. I want to pray. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, close your eyes and lift your hand and say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. Please have mercy on me and wash me with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you for saving me, for healing me, for touching me, changing me. Today, from this moment, I am born again and I'm a child of God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Now, before you go back to your seats, I'm going to give you a a present. This is my book. It's called Key Facts for New Believers. When When I went to medical school, I had a book called Key Facts for different subjects. So I'm giving you key facts for a new Christian. Amen. Would you like my book? Is it a blessing? So it's a gift you are taking home today with you. Are you happy that you came to church today? Give this young man a book. Alright? God bless you. Now when we say the final prayer, are are you serious about what you are doing? All of you here who are serious, raise your hand. Beautiful. If you are serious, when we close, come to this corner here. We are going to pray with you and give you something, share something with you. And then you you go. So five minutes when we close, come to this corner here. Okay? God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Give a mighty clap off and you may be seated. It's time for us to receive our Holy Communion. Take it. This is my body which is broken for you. is poured out for you whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life for my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed oh the cup of blessing which we bless it's the communion of the blood of Christ the bread which we break It's the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal, the meal of God. Oh, it will sustain you, it will make you whole and give you life. When I see the blood, oh, yeah. 
things we need is divine protection. Yeah. Yesterday, I heard of a person who got down to urinate on the motorway and was attacked and killed. In the evening. Arm robbers. So, when we come before the Lord's table, we are dealing with the bread. You see, John, he said, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have life. John 6 54. Now, Whatever shortens life cannot work on you. I receive it according to your faith. You see, Jesus turned to his disciples and said, Only believe. Only believe. So I want you to believe that as we take this, it gives life. Whatever takes away life, God has given you life through this body. I receive it. Whosoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal the word eternal life is the word zoe which is not just spiritual life it's all types of life zoe father as we come before your table we declare this to be the body of Jesus Christ whatever kills by this body we receive life and reject all forms of life shortening experiences. I receive it. In the name of Jesus, we believe that we receive life now. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Receive it. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with life. The body of Jesus Christ. said to Moses, when I, when I see the blood marking your houses, the angel that kills will pass over that particular house when he sees blood. But if he comes and doesn't see any blood, he will enter the house and kill the firstborn. As we take this blood, whatever kills will not enter our houses. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Divine protection yes. is ministered to you this moment through the communion and the blood of Jesus Christ. I receive it. Whatever mistake you've made that opens a door to devils, by the blood it is closed. I receive it. Receive healing. I receive it. Receive life. I receive it. Receive protection. I receive. Receive guidance. I receive. And receive deliverance. I receive. The blood of Jesus Christ. 
hill far away stood a little old ragged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. Can you all sing it? I love of Jesus Christ. Anything that shortens life, you are delivered from it in the name of Jesus. Anything that frightens, you are delivered from it in Jesus' name. Anything that is a curse, you are delivered from it in the name of Jesus. Receive protection from God. Receive promotion from God. Receive good news from the Lord. From today to the end of this year, you'll be hearing good news about good things and you'll be hearing congratulations every day in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lift your hands and thank the Lord for his blessing over your life. 
believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. Jess, it's happening. Whoa, Tina, what are you doing in my car? Space is here now. No closet will be left behind. Did you say closet? Yes, the Container Store custom closets are up to 25% off. It doesn't matter the size or shape. Space is coming to them all. You're not serious. Space isn't a joke, Jess. How long do we have? Through October 13th. All right, buckle up. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha. The Container Store, where space comes from. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from.